until they turn to be dismissed this time. From four to ten. From four to ten years old. You think I remember that by now? This message this week was birthed right up here on the floor. And I was down on my face praying on the floor to God. And you know, I, he was speaking to me. And I lifted up my head and I looked around for a minute. And I got to thinking, you know, would I really do that? If I really believed there was an almighty God sitting here looking at me. If I was really showing him reverence, would I be up looking around? Would I be whispering during church? Would I be doing the things that I do? If I really believed that he was here all the time with me. Would you be really doing the things that you do if you believe in that? And he let me know to lift, uh, lift up my head and live a right life. But uh, I want to ask you this question, talk to you about this real quick first. Live, walk, expecting. Expecting God's promises to manifest in your life. And I say walk, I say live expecting. First off, I ask you if you come here today expecting something. And you probably do a little bit when you come to church. You expect something, a little bit of something, a little touchy-feely with God. You expect that when you come here, right? Yeah. What about when you walk out of here in your everyday life? Are you expecting it there? Are you expecting his promises, his word is alive? Are you expecting this in your life every day? Are you expecting this word to be alive in your life? You know, because if we expect these things in our everyday life, and we all live with God manifesting things every day in our life, then when we come together as the body of Christ, we see great things happen. So are we living in these things? Are we walking in these things every day? Um, I'm going to start off. Uh, God told me to lift up my head and live a right life. Are we in reverence of God? Capital G, capital O, capital D, God. This big almighty God. Do we really reverence him in the way that we should be reverencing? Are we living? Let's start off in the house of God. Are we doing what we should be doing in God, in God's house? Are we reverencing this house the way we should be doing do we come in and, and mind our P's and Q's when we come in here? Do we stay off the platform if we don't have a job here? Do we, are we doing the things that we should be doing? Are we training our kids up not to be running around God's house? Are we reverencing God the way we should be? Are we in awe of God? Do we really believe that God's everywhere all the time? Yes. Do you believe this? Yes. If you're doing it here, what about when you walk out of here, when you go home? Are you reverencing God there the way you should be reverencing? What is your faith in? <coughs> Where's your faith at? What is it in? Is it in my abilities to do something? Your abilities to do something? With our physical bodies? Are they in the spiritual thing? Where's our faith at today? Where is your faith at today? We've lived carnally for so long. We've allowed... I'm going somewhere with all this. We've lived carnally for so long. We've allowed the enemy... He hasn't done it without us allowing him to. We've allowed the enemy and our flesh to slowly, little by little to move us until we're here, where we're at, where we're living at. Are you getting this? It's ingrained into us. We can't do anything about it. Oh, woe is me. I can't do anything about it. The enemy ran over me. I can't do anything about it. You know, sometimes we're so close to the woods, we can't see the trees. We're so close to the, to the forest, we can't see the trees. Yeah. Can't see the forest through the trees. That's right. Now you think about this. Picture this in your head. Now, I'm out here standing by the, just this little line of woods out here. Imagine this. When the sun comes up in the morning, there's a light behind there. I know there's a light behind there. I can see it radiating everywhere out around me. I can feel the warmth of it, right? But if I'm up, say there's a tree out there this big around. It's not uncommon. There's a lot of trees this big in the woods, right? And I'm standing this close to it right here. 
I can't see around this tree. I can't see the sunshine coming up. I can't see the light through there. Now I can see some of it radiating around there, so I believe it's over there. I know the sun's coming up. I know it's still not dark outside. It's past midnight, right? Are you getting this? It's past midnight, but I'm so close to the forest, I can't see the trees. I'm so close to the trees, I can't see it. <coughs> what do I do about this? If I take a step back sometimes, I can see the sunshine. I can see the light shining. Now I have faith that the sunlight's back there. You get this? I'm talking about the sunlight in Jesus Christ. I have faith he's beyond this big mountain that's in front of me. A mountain is something that's too big. It, it looks unsustainable. Un, 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 I can't go around it. I can't get under it. I can't go through it. I can't go over it. It looks huge to me. I'm so close to it in my life, though, I can't see around to see what's really going on in my life. You get this? This is the, the enemy, and my flesh has slowly brought me closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to this tree. Until I'm here and I can't see around this thing. Is it speaking to anybody today? Because he spoke yeah. to me through this. I'm so close up on this thing. You know, some of y'all sit in the front row and have to walk so far back here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit on, you know, take offense to it. But if he slowly brought me closer and closer to this tree. Now, if he, if he took me today and he slammed me up into this tree, I'd say, oh, no, I'm not going for that, Mr. Devil. I'm not going for that flesh. I'm not going to do that. But he slowly, slowly, slowly moved it up on me until it's here and I'm here. And I can't see around it, and it looks huge. I don't know what to do with it anymore. Yeah. I can't do anything with it. I can't do anything with it. What's my faith then? I can't do anything with this mountain that's in front of me, this tree that's in front of me, these things that are in front of me, whatever it is that's in your life that looks so big that you don't know what to do with it. What do we do with that? Where do we go with it with that? Jesus told me to speak to the mountain. Right? First off, you have to see this thing that's in front of us that I'm seeing, I'm looking at. What do I look with? My five physical senses, right? What is my faith in today? Is it in my five physical senses, things I can see, smell, hear, touch, feel? Is it in that? Or is it in the light? Is it in the physical thing? What's my, what's my faith in? Jesus told me to speak to the mountain. Mark, my first scripture here, Mark 11 22 and 23 says, And Jesus answered and saith unto them, Have faith in God. What's your faith in today? Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have, he shall have what? Whatsoever he saith, right? Yeah. You'll have whatever you say it. He says, whosoever. He doesn't say the elect. He doesn't say my disciples. He says, whosoever. Who's he talking about here? All of us. He's talking about the saints. He's talking about the people who came to God. The people who asked him for forgiveness. He's talking about us. He's talking about me and you, the church. If you read into before this, <clears throat> let me ask you this first off. When's the last time you spoke to your mountain? Not your mountain, because I don't want you to take claim of that mountain. It's not yours. It's of the flesh. It's of the devil. But when's the last time you spoke to the mountain, the mountain that's in front of you? Your familiar sin, your, your familiar thing that's holding you up, that trips you up all the time. When's the last time you spoke to it? When's the last time you've, you've used God's promises on it? This book has over 3,000 promises in it. You know that? Do you know any of them? Do we know any of them? Are we getting in God's word? Are we using God's word? If you really believe that the answer to everything in your life, every problem in your life was in this book, would you not read it? Yeah. 
let me ask you this. Are you reading it today? Are you taking it outside these four walls and reading it? Yeah. Or do you lay it up on the mantle of your fireplace or wherever you put it? Do you leave it in your car? I've seen some Bibles laying in here. Maybe, maybe you have several. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not judging you, but I'm asking you to check yourself today. Are you getting into God's Word? Are you using God's Word? Are you applying God's Word to your life? Are you doing these things? Now, when we do do these things, the devil's going to fight. He's going to bug. He's going to kick. He doesn't like it because you're in a church. The things are going on. It's nothing to do with me. It's because of God is moving here. God is moving in this church. Amen. And he doesn't like it when you come here and get help. Yeah. People's lives change. I've seen most of your lives in here that I know on a personal level have changed since you've been here. Yeah. Your lives are being changed. Things are happening in your life. Your kids' lives are being changed. Your family looks different. Things look different. Things are starting to look up. Right? This is what God does for us. This is what we came here looking for, right? Yeah. We didn't come here for something negative to happen. We came here for, for God to do something good for us. And he is. But the devil is going to fight that tooth and nail. Yeah. Every step of the way. Now, when you learn who you are in Christ, that's what we're talking about here today, who you are. Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know who you are? You're a child of the Most High King. That God, that God I was talking about being in reverence of, being in awe of, when you see him just, oh. Oh, God, he's so great. Maybe I can't even speak. Maybe I can just look at him and my mouth drops open. He's your dad. That's my dad. Do you get that? Do you really believe that? Because I think if we really believe that, our lives would look different than they are. We're changing. I'll give you that. We are changing. Things are happening here. But we're taking, I mean, we are taking baby steps for babies. I'm not trying to get on anyone about that. But we're taking steps. But there's so much further to go. If we would realize he's our dad, he showed me this this week. I'm not on a soapbox talking to anybody about this because he showed me this this week. He checked me on this this week, and he gave me a vision. Um, 11, if, if you go back to Mark 11, one, or, uh, 13 and 14, it was Jesus talking to the fig tree here. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. The disciples saw him speak to the fig tree. They came by the next day, and he said it was withered up from the roots. This tree was dead. And they were in disbelief that Jesus' words changed this tree like that. Have you read that part of the Bible? Yes. We'll move on past there. So when's the last time you spoke to your mountain? In Genesis, we're going to skip back all the way to the beginning of the book. Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let me stop right there. In our image after our likeness. This is God speaking, right? Why did he say image and likeness? You know, I've never caught that before. God showed me this last night when I was over here reading. In our image, he's talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. In our image, in our likeness. Those words are kind of one and the same, right? Why did he say both of them? <laughs> Anybody ever thought about that? Anybody ever caught that before? I looked it up in the, in the Hebrew. An image means a phantom, an illusion, resemblance. Hence, a representative figure. Oh, y'all didn't get excited like I did when I read that. <laughs> I'm a representative figure of God Yeah. here on this earth. God formed this thing. He spoke it into existence. And then he said, here you go, Forrest. You're going to be my representative figure while I'm away. While I'm away in heaven, you're going to take care of this thing. You're going to have authority and dominion over the whole thing. Power and live in my glory yes, over amen. this whole thing. Amen. Y'all getting a hold of this this morning? Yeah. I got excited. I had to call my wife and tell her about it when I read that. <laughs> the next one is... Uh, the next word is, in likeness, is a figure. 
uh, it's a figure. So it, it's talking about the way we look like God, the likenesses that I look like God. I have two hands, two legs. You get it, two arms, a head, a body, a torso. I look like God. I resemble God. But this thing, the image is that I'm his representative figure while I'm here on earth. Let me ask you this. Are we living as God's representative figure on this earth? Are we living out our, our authority, our dominion over this earth? Are we living this? Or are we right up here on the mountain and we can't see over it, around it, through it? We don't see any way around this thing. It's through our own authority. The devil has us duped this morning, folks. He has us tricked into believing this big mountain is here. He's this big bad thing, the devil, this big booger man, the scary guy. He's defeated. Yeah. Have you read the end of the book? He's defeated. We win. Yeah. You get that? I figure some people will be getting amens right here. Go on and read the rest of that. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon this earth. And dominion, in the Hebrew, means to tread down, to rule, have dominion, dominate, to have dominion, and to rule. It says, it repeats that again. But to tread down, you think about this. So I'm making a path. When I was a kid out in Rayville, some of you Rayvillians remember this. One of my grandmas lived on the corner. She had eight kids, and the other one lived in the, on the other corner, and they had ten kids. So there was 18 kids living in these two houses. Now, there was a little store on the other side of the block, a block away, and they had a path beat down through there to go to the store. I remember going in there when I was a little boy, going in and buying me a bottle of pot, right? I'm going somewhere with this. And there was a path beat down there. Now, this thing wasn't, the grass wasn't just gone, but the, tre- the ground was beat down. They had tread this thing down. They had walked it down. They just didn't go through there one time. Now, there was thousands of trips taken back and forth to this thing over the years. Probably hundreds of thousands of trips, the truth is known, running back and forth through there. They had the dirt beat down this thing. That's what it means to tread down. We have to walk it down all the time. Yeah. Every day. You have to walk down your dominion on this earth. Amen. Instead of letting the devil trip us and look like he's this big, bad man, big, bad man, you know, he's seven feet tall and bulletproof. He's not. He's defeated. He's defeated in Christ. You know that Jesus Christ, my big brother, he made a public showing of the devil. When he died on the cross, he went down to hell. He defeated the devil, put him out in front, and marched him around in front of all of his demons and everyone. And he showed them who was the boss. Amen. You know that happened? Yes, amen. The Bible says that he made a public showing of him. If you, if you break it down in the Hebrew or the Greek, he made, he made a public showing of the devil during this time when he was there. <clears throat> in Luke 10, 19, you may say that's Old Testament now. Okay, G, or God spoke and he gave dominion to Adam, right? That's what we're talking about here. Adam went out, the devil tricked him. <coughs> what does this sound like to you? The devil tricked Adam into not using his authority and not defeating the devil with him and, and with his authority and with God's word. Instead, what did he do? He handed it over to him. Same way we live today, right? It's a picture of us a few thousand years later, but it looks just like me. I look just like Adam. Not that I want to continue to live that way. God spoke to me through this this week, so I know it's good for, for the church. This is what he gave me. Um, so Adam came up. He ate the fruit. The devil deceived him through a lie, just like he does us. The big giant man with the big bad mountain in front of us is a lie. He's defeated. <clears throat> so Adam handed his authority over to him, sinned against God. The Holy Ghost left. Adam at that time went back. He didn't have any power in his words from then on. Adam had to live here without his authority anymore. Imagine a place like that. Probably looks a little like the world today, doesn't it? We have the authority, but are we living in the authority? 
Are we living down, are we treading down the words that God gave us to use? If we get this down in us, folks, this would look like a different place, I'm telling you. Yeah. This place will look completely different. We'll see things happen here. Not would, it will look completely different. Yes. We are going to see some things happen here. We're going to get this in us. Yes. If I have to preach this every week, you'll either get it in you or you'll quit coming back. <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to get this in us. We're going to learn to use this authority that God gave us. So Adam lost the thing. They didn't have the Holy Ghost living inside of them for the whole rest of the Old Testament. God would come down, the Spirit would come down, and he would, he would uh, come on people for a service, for a use. He would come on kings, prophets, and priests. He would come on them for a season to get this, to do a work that he wanted to do, but they didn't have the Holy Ghost living inside of them until Jesus came back, died on the cross. I was forgiven of my sins at that time. You were forgiven of your sins at that time. All we have to do is ask for it, right? You follow yeah. me? And Jesus says, Behold. So he's saying, Listen up here. Listen up, church. I give unto you power. You know what that word power translates to? Authority. It translates to authority. This is Jesus Christ talking. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing... Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You get that? Do you believe that? Do we really believe this, church? Are we going to put it to use? Are we going to do these things? Jesus says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are we expecting something here? Are we expecting something to happen today? I can't say this enough. Are you expecting things to happen in your life? We need to get this ingrained into us. I need to come here. I need to live every day. I need to walk every day. This is the breeding ground for miracles to happen here. Expecting God's promises in my life to come true. Expecting these things in my life to come true. We have to step out on faith. Not just get it in our heads and have head knowledge and believe it. What's the Bible say? Faith without works is dead. And not that I can work and do anything, but my work is a step of faith sometimes. I step out in faith. I step out in faith on what God's word says. Right? Are you following me here? Yeah. At least shake your head or do something. <laughs> Make sure you're not asleep in here. <laughs> we need to learn to live like the almighty God <coughs> is my dad. And I know it. Have you ever, you ever known this full, rotten kid? Maybe his dad's a senator or owns a bank or... Or is a professional sports player or something like that? You ever know someone like this? They feel like the, they feel like something's owed to them, right? They're snotty little spoiled brats, and they live on their mama's skirt tail or their daddy's skirt tail. We need to be. A, I'm not saying that we need to be spoiled rotten brats. We already are that. I already am that. But we need to start living like that. You know who my dad is? Do you know who my dad is? Do you get this? Can you get this down into you today? Do you know who your dad is? You need to live like you know who your dad is. Live like it all the time. You might say, well, how do I use this authority then? Proverbs says, life or death. Life and death in the power of the tongue. And those who eat of it will love the fruits of it. So are you speaking death today? Are you speaking death over your family? Over your situation? Over your circumstances? Over your life? Are you speaking death? Or are you speaking life? This is life right here. This is the owner's manual for your life. I got to run the thing. 
how to get your kids to follow God. It's all in here. Everything's in here that you need to know. Life and death in the power of the tongue. God spoke to me a little later in the week. Stephen, I don't know, he's on the back right now. He came by and saw me walking up the road and tried to give me a ride, but I was on a mission. God told me to take this promise here and make it my own. And my pastor spoke to me about this a while back. He said that he wanted us to go walk around this city and his city in Richmond and pray. And he felt like those places where we walked were going to belong to us. Okay, so we're busy and we didn't get around to that. He wanted us to do that together. We didn't get around to it. Well, I was sitting back here and this scripture popped into my head. Joshua 1.3 says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. This is God speaking here, right? Dad himself is telling me this. Have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. And then he spoke to me and said, as I said unto Leonard, the city belongs to you. You notice this is Joshua 1, the first chapter, only the third verse. God starts off by telling Joshua this right off the bat. Moses is dead. You're the man now. Step up, and I'm giving you this place. Right off the bat, he tells him this. How is it any different between Moses and Joshua? And the man that started this church for me. They, they were running 140 or 50 people here when he was here. Did God's plan change? No. I think not. So he spoke to me and had me go for a walk. So I started walking up to this neighborhood and came around here. I came back around the block. That's where Stephen was trying to pick me up. And I was praying the whole time. I was reciting this scripture. Thank you, Lord, that everywhere my foot treads belongs to me. Thank you, God, for your word, that I can stand on your word, and your word is true, and your word is infallible. I pray for these people, the people in each and every house here. When I would see someone outside, I'd pray for that person. You see, I wasn't just wishing on something. I was claiming that area back for God. I was claiming it that it belongs to me, but I belong to God, so it belongs. Everything I ever am, that's one of the things I was saying in my prayer. Everything that I ever have been, everything that I am, everything that I own, everything that I'll ever possess belongs to God because I belong to him and I thank you for giving me this area here that everywhere that my foot treads belongs to me that's using the word of God right yeah. for my favor Amen. and I believe that I yes. believe there's going to be people from this neighborhood here that I walked around yesterday that are going to show up in this church because God's convicted them I pray that he would convict them I pray that the Holy Ghost would show up and convict them and convince them and show them to get into a house of God somewhere in the body of Christ whether it's this place or somewhere else but I claim that area back for God What's our faith in today? You see, I could have sat over here and said that word and never, you might think I'm nuts for doing that anyway, but it's what God spoke to me, so I did it. You may think, I, I could have sat here and said the scriptures just as well, but I had to step out. When I started taking those steps, that was an act of faith. Yeah. Sometimes you have to step out on your faith. That's right. What is your faith in today? Are you living down the word of God? You see, that was, this word is all written to me and for me. God is no respecter of persons. He said this thing to Moses, and then he said it to Joshua. He said it to Leonard. He gave this city to Leonard. They had a, a thriving church going on here. And we're growing well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting us down by any means. But God's plan hasn't changed because there was someone else there. When I got saved, it said that I was engrafted into his body. You know what engrafted means? If they graft a piece of bone into my arm... That bone grows into my old bone. Pretty soon they're getting information from each other. And they grow together. I'm a part of that, a piece of his body. It uses the example of a vine. So if I'm a part of his family, he's chosen me to adopt in. 
I'm his son. You're his sons and daughters. I can't say this enough to you. You're his sons and daughters. <coughs> Why shouldn't we be expecting the promises to manifest in our life? Are you expecting his promises to manifest in your life? Do you really believe that? Now, it's one thing to say that you believe it, but will you step out on it this week? Can you step out on his word this week? Find a promise of God. We preached about this in report. Find a promise of God that fits your situation. Learn it. Say it. Recite it. Believe it. <coughs> step out of it. If it requires some faith, mine, mine said where the sole of my foot treads belongs to me. And I believe that. I'm, I'm going to go walk around some more neighborhoods, actually. I'm going to hit the one over has got the high school on it. 3.2 miles around there. We used to run around there in wrestling practice. So I know it's 3.2 miles. I'm going to walk around that thing. And I'm going to pray to God the whole time. And I believe that's claiming that area back for God. It's claiming it back for us. It goes on later in that in that first chapter of Joshua. And it tells Joshua that no man will be able to stand in front of you. Because I'm on your side. God is on his side. What he says to him. Can I get every head bowed and every eye closed this time? Daddy, we thank you for this day, Father God. If you're the one here that we're... If you, if you don't know God here, I guess what I need to say. If you're here and you don't know God as your personal Savior. If you don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt. For a fact, if something happened to you today, that you would go to heaven. Let me see your hand. Is that you? Is it you? Do you know that you'd go to heaven today if you died? Or if Jesus came back, you know for a fact that you go to heaven today? Lord, please touch your people. <coughs> Saints, pray with me today here, would you? Pray for these people. Pray for people. Daddy, I pray that you would change hearts here today. Lord, soften hearts, Father. Thank you, Daddy. If it's you and you don't know for a fact that you would go to heaven today, think about this. This is for real. It's for keeps. It's more real than things you can see, smell, hear, taste, touch. It's more real than those things, the physical things. It's spiritual. And your spirit man will live on forever, either in heaven or in hell. It's your choice. You make that choice today. You may say, I'm young, or I'm not even close to death. I'm not old, so I have a lot of time to make this choice. We're living in the last of the last days. Jesus can come back at any time. Let me tell you this. Any day, any moment. Maybe before I'm done talking to you today, he may step out on the clouds, and it's over. It says in the twinkling of an eye, a fraction of a second, it's too late. Would you make the choice today to come to God? If that's you, come down to the altar today, if you would. Saints, can we do the sinner's prayer? Everyone do it. Just repeat after me, if you would. If you mean this in your heart, saved today. You'll be saved from the second death. Father, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I know that your son Jesus died on the cross. You rose him from the dead. And he's coming back for me again someday. Please live inside of me. Lead me and guide me. Rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. He said that prayer right there. You meant it in your heart. I believe that you're safe today. You need to tell someone if you did it. And you need to you need to let listen to that spirit of God down inside of you. Some people call it your conscience. That's the Holy Ghost speaking to you. It says that his spirit speaks to 
let him lead you. Follow him. Let him guide you. He's a gentleman. We could just close in prayer this time. Daddy, we thank you for this day, Lord. We praise your mighty name, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would let